Alright, so with the welcoming of 2022, a lot has happened with the latest chapter of One Piece that, oh boy, this is really getting intense as the ending of the Wano arc is slowly making its way at its closing and there's so much to talk about. Not only with what's to expect for chapter 1037, but also with something of clues and hints that have to be linked with Joy Boy. And with that, this is really going to be an amazing chapter, so I hope you're ready for this. Hey guys, this is Jade from The Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. In this episode, we'll be talking about the latest chapter of One Piece that is titled Bushido is the Way of Death. And for those of you who have read the chapter, I suggest you continue on ahead. And for those of you who have not read the chapter, I suggest you wait until January 4th when it's officially released. But for everyone else, sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. So we're starting with the chapter, we begin with a color spread which shows the straw hats on the snowy rooftops of a frozen sunken town with a tiger in the background. This is likely referring to the year of the tiger with that being the year of 2022. And with that said and done, let's get started with the chapter. We start with the chapter off with Zoro defeating King by slicing off part of his right wing. While he plummets towards off the island, there is a flashback sequence of a conversation between him and Kaido years ago. Kaido asks King if he still believes he could be Joy Boy. King basically responds back saying that legends are legends and it doesn't really matter to him anymore. With that in mind, this is an implication that Kaido and King both knew of Joy Boy before coming to Wano. And with this, Going back into looking further ahead about the clues about Joy Boy and who Joy Boy actually is and who the next one could be, this could be another thing where King, where the two would know about Joy Boy through King and his Lunarian heritage. Being Lunarian, King would know, ha, likely has the knowledge of his people's history and know of some interaction between Lunarians and Joy Boy. And with that said, with that said, there could be an indication that the Sea Kings of Fish people weren't the only ones that Joy Boy made a promise with. There is one theory that has been spreading around that Joy Boy was a ruler during the Void Century, whom Similarly, like Big Mom, try to create a nation of all races being unified. And with this said and done, this is how Joy Boy's promise came to be. But this promise did say someone will come to fulfill his promise if he wasn't if he fails. And this is why the Sea Kings have kept Noah safe for 900 years. And with that, let's go back to chapter 968. You remember the chapter where Odin and Roger overhear the Sea Kings discussing a prophecy about the voice of all things? Well, with that, they discuss of how there is a rank being Shirahoshi will soon be born, while another in a distant sea will also be born, Luffy. 
The Sea Kings continue saying that, the, that they are delighted with the anticipation when the two sovereigns will meet. And they've been waiting for so long that they would surely go well. The things will surely go well this time before the ending with the timeline. And there are ten years and there are ten years until the birth of their sovereign and another fifteen years for for them to grow. The two refer and the two that are referred are most likely incarnations of the two century rulers, Joy Boy and Poseidon, aka Luffy and Shirahoshi. And the prophecy also states that they would meet again in roughly twenty-five years, which would have been the perfect time when Luffy and Shirahoshi met in the Fishmen Island arc. And in relation to chapter 136 of One Piece, the idea of reincarnation could have spread to other nation, other cultures besides the Fishman Island culture, and it's likely how King and Kaido knew of Joy Boy. And if you remember back in towards the end of the Impel Down arc, this also could have been indications that possibly Rayleigh may have known about it too. Because there was at one point where Rayleigh purposely told Luffy to hold off and train for another two years. So so that way the prop to fulfill the prophecy of Roger and Odin setting things in place for the next Joy Boy. Because think about it this way, if he didn't follow Rayleigh's advice and not train for those two years, the prophecy would fail. It will crumble. So it's a good thing that he did do that because if he didn't, yeah, it probably would not go well. But with that said and done, even with all of that been, been set in stone of what's been already revealed in chapter 968 during the time with Roger and Odin, things are really starting to piece together of how there's a higher indication that Luffy is in fact Joy Boy. And it was also makes sense that King would assume that Kaido would be Joy Boy, as throughout this, this current latest chapter, Kaido is one of, if not, the strongest pirate of his time, and acts as a hero for oppressed races, as his race, which has been confirmed to be the only race, and King's race being the Lunarians. And Kaido eventually realizes that he may not be Joy Boy, and it must be someone else. And it was even shown in one part of the Wano arc when he first battled Luffy, and in he defeated him. He basically said, You're not Joy Boy. And it could be an occasion saying that he may not be Joy Boy. But even with the next battle that's going on between him, maybe there might be a change of heart where it says Luffy might be Joy Boy, but we won't know until later on as we continue on with towards the finale of the Wano arc. And now, back on to the manga. After the defeat of King, Zoro pushes himself back out to Onigashima and falls unconscious, while King falls off the island. This whole event was witnessed by a bird grifter, Mary, who announces that King has been defeated by Zoro, and all of the All-Stars and Flying Six have been defeated, much to the shock of the head of CP-Zero, 
We then pan back over to the battle between Big Mom versus Law and Kid as things are starting to get more intense between the three. I honestly really, really am excited to see if things are really going to show between how Law and Kid are going to take down Big Mom. Because again, she's one of the four Empress of the New World, so I'm curious to see how they're going to work together to take her down. Because we already know from the beginning that Kid once invaded um, Whole Cake Island. The only reason was because he need he wanted something that she had, got it, and basically left. Even though they had to retreat from the island because, well, you know, the big bomb pirates are a force to be reckoned with. 85 kids of her own that are monsters? <laughs> yeah, you really don't want to mess with them. Anyways, we then see a representation of Onigashima destroying the Flower Capital, while Momonosuke continues to pull Onigashima away from the Flower Capital. Meanwhile, both Yamato and Kasenbu both continue their respective paths to the tourist basement. Yamato reaches the first basement door, but is guarded by one of the numbers, being Roki. Fuga then attacks Roki, Roki, allowing Yamato to pass, which she thanks him which she thanks him, telling him to telling him to keep Roki busy. Usopp then we then pan over to the battle going on with Usopp, where he uses his own attack, which is titled Skull Grass Bomb, as he is protecting Kionamon and Kiku. And with as he's protecting them, Kiko and Kianomon are both telling them that there's no reason for them for him to protect them and that they should be left off dead. With tears in his eyes and crying, he basically yells at them, telling telling them out loud that would make this rescue attempt pointless. What is it with you samurai having death wishes? I don't get this obsession with honor and committing seppuku. I know it's your culture, but I can't stand it. It may look pathetic to keeping struggling with tears and snots running down my face, but I don't care. I'll never stop clinging to life. You have to keep going, even if it's in disgrace. Dying after coming this far would be a waste. It's not enough just to fight in this raid, you idiots. And those words of self were enough to, to impact both Kianamon and Kiku, to where afterwards he is attacked by the mem some members of the Beast Pirates. But then, to the rescue was Izao, being the older brother of Kiku. And with that, he came in at the right time to protect Us. He came in at the right time to protect Usopp and allowing him to escape and him along with Hamlet, with Kianamon and Kiku. Along with Kianamon and, and Kiku. Which I really did think it was awesome, because Izao is another one of my favorite characters. Even though this part, at one point he was part of the uh, White Bear Pirates, I really loved them so much. It was so happy to see him again. And seeing him again, I really hope that he gets to fight more often, because it's gonna be awesome. We then pan back over to the third floor where we see the battle going on between I mean, Raizou and Fukuro Fujo continuing. 
Both of them are somewhat immobilized as the part of the building starts to catch on fire, where Fuku basically tells him that fate was not on your side. The flames will reach you, will reach him first, and he would burn to death. But basically, Raizo basically replies saying that he is a loyal retainer to Odin, and the fire this mild would not make him sweat. We then pan to the treasure repository on the second floor, where we see a moment going on between Orochi and and Kum. Murasaki, and I will admit it's kind of ugh, because who would really fall for a guy like Orochi? Like, he's gross, he's so full of himself, he's disgusting. Again, who would fall for a guy like him? But he does ask her to play the one song that he likes, and she fulfills that request. We then pan to the second basement where we see. Apu and Envy escaping the battle, and X-Drink along with Zanki were defeated by ZP0. After their defeat, a member of ZP0 picks up Denden Mushi, and in their conversation, they were asked if they have captured Nico Robin, but said that they were unable to, and was informed to escape the castle immediately. And before they were about to ask why, they said the person on the other line said that the All Stars have been wiped out, and the odds of the generation winning are one in a million, and they need to be ready if someone pulls off an upset. And news would be, except a bit, everything that happening that's happening around the world, where a fate of a new era will be deciding on the island this island in the next few minutes. So things are really starting to pan off of what's happening now. The All-Stars have been defeated, and now the fate lies in the hands of the next generation. As we see the sequence going on where we see Sanji's on the ground being treated by someone, Killer and Beppo fighting against members of the Beast Pirates, Zoro's on the ground unconscious, Law and Kid are fighting against Big Mom, then we pan over to the Sky Dome, where we see a, the battle between Luffy and Kaido in his hybrid form. Luffy pulls off a move which is Gomu Gomu no Mi Rock Gun, with Kaido using his move and both fall onto the ground. But both manage to get them get up, and with that, Kaido and Luffy laughing, which is a bit of a shock to me because, you know, it's kind of seeing that, in a way, it kind of makes you think a little bit that's almost similar to that of Luffy versus Katakuri, but not entirely, because in the beginning, we remember where Katakuri saw Luffy as like a younger version of himself, he basically wanted to beat him up in every single way. But afterwards, as the fight continued on, we developed a bit more respect towards him. And I'm getting a sense of that with Kaido when he was fighting Luffy. And then the last panel, we see Luffy panting, saying, This fight is getting good. As Kaido replies, saying, I was thinking the same thing. And that was the end of the chapter.
guys think of the latest chapter of One Piece? Did you like the chapter? Did you not like the chapter? What did you think of the theory speculating that Luffy could potentially be Joy Boy? Because honestly, I thought that with the pieces that are lined together with Luffy being Joy Boy, I think that this could be a more likely fallible theory that would come into fruition. Because honestly, if all of this is true, and everything that has been presented so far from certain arcs such as the Fisherman arc, and with the Wano arc, and also what has been presented so far with the Wano arc with the time of Odin and Roger, then most likely I could see this really happening. But maybe in the future I might do a little bit more discussion on how Luffy could be connected to Joy Boy. but. It really would depend on what you guys think, if I should do a bit more of a deep dive on the connection between Luffy and Joy Boy. But let me know what you guys think, as I will be putting a questionnaire on Spotify for Spotify listeners on what you guys think of the theory about Luffy and the connection to the Joy Boy legend. But let me know what you guys think of this chapter and what you expect to happen in chapter 1037. But as always, thank you so much for listening to the Season 3 premiere of the Nerd Fix. And to end the episode, as always, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on Wednesday for a new episode. Later! And a Happy New Year for everyone!